listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. What's up, everybody? Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Zach and I were just talking uh, before the podcast started. Both of us had a good Thanksgiving as well. Zach is super excited that the Cowboys won. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only reason. Uh, well, not the only reason, but the primary reason today is a good day. Uh, Thanksgiving was good. You know, Dallas, it was close, but but they won. And it looked good. And not only was the Cowboys game good, we had three really good games, uh, I'd say, yesterday, which yeah. isn't usually the norm. The Bill, Not the Bills. You know, I thought it was going to be a much, The Bills-Lions game, dude, that yeah. was a really good game. It was. I thought it was going to overtime. And I really I wanted it to one. go to overtime, you know, because it would have yeah. let us, we would have segued right into dinner. And then, you know, just as soon as you're done dinner, the Cowboys game would have been on. And then after that, yep. you got the night game. But um, it was all right. The, I figured the Bills would win. I didn't think it was going to be that close, but it was good. I like to see that. The Lions might they might be seeing some light at the end of the woods. I think so, man. I mean, they, they've been playing really well lately. And uh, this game, like they played against a good team and they, they were c- coming through with clutch, clutch play after clutch play. But, you know, at the end of that game, man, like, you know, I feel like Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen just pulled something out from within deep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to like come out and get that victory. I feel like, you know, you can see them after the game, like, you know, hugging, right? Cause like I feel like they both knew what it took, yeah, you know, out of them to to get that get that win. And Diggs, he was having a rough game. This is the second know, week some, in a row that happened. Yeah. He had some drops. Um, uh, but also like I feel like they were really double covering him. You know, in that first yeah. half, especially, um, right. it kind of led to Isaiah McKenzie having a good game because he was left open a bunch of times. Um, you know, he made some good grabs too, but you know, Isaiah McKenzie getting that. Well, I think he had ten targets in this game. Yeah, um, not something that you would normally see. You know, uh, but I think it's partly because you know they were they were not going to let Stephon Diggs beat them. But at the end of the day, they he did. did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's his name? Josh Allen was doing his best. Patrick Mahomes. You know, impression. You know, obviously it wasn't 13 seconds. I think it was 25 seconds. But, you know, they were exercising yeah. some demons there on Thanksgiving, showing that they can do it too. Uh, yeah. That was obviously the talk. You know, uh, any time there's like 20-some seconds left in a game and a team's getting the ball back, everyone talks about that Patrick Mahomes drive. It's like, can they be Patrick Mahomes? And I wasn't expecting them to go right down the field, 36-yard reception, but Josh Allen put it where it needed to be. And, uh, yeah, that, that was the game. So, Good yeah. on the Bills for doing that. It's too bad. I wanted the Lions to win just because, you know, you always root for the underdog, but uh, I'm okay with the Bills winning too. Yeah, It's not like I don't like the Bills. The Bills are a very likable team, and, and they're very good. They are likable, and as a Jets fan, I don't want to like them, you know. But <laughs> oh, like, I forgot when I'm talking I see, about Jets fan. <laughs> But when I see Josh Allen, like I'm a, I'm a Stephon Diggs fan too. Yeah. And when I see, like, the way that Josh plays, like, he, he doesn't care, dude. He's hurt, mm-hmm. you know, but he's just like, the way he's getting tackled, it was funny. Like, they were interviewing Sean McDermott, and they are like, what do you want to see Josh Allen do better? He's like, yeah, slide. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as slide. You know, if you're playing Madden, his X button is broken. There's no sliding. In the, 100%. In the he doesn't have that. He doesn't yeah. He doesn't do it. Um, He just, like, yeah. wants to get that extra yard every single I love time. to see it. I love watching yeah. him play. Yeah, 100%, man. Um, Amara St. Brown, dude. Nine catches on 10 targets for 122 yards and a touchdown. In the last three games, 10 for 119. Seven for 76 and now nine for 122. The dude's a beast. And the best part about St. Brown in PPR is that every single game, like if he's going to have a 100-yard game, it's going to be like nine catches for 100 yards or 10 catches for 100 yards. Like, yeah, you know, it's not like he's giving you six for 120. It's nine <laughs> for 120. <laughs> you know, six it's for like, 120 isn't even bad. Like there are guys that put up three for 109. No, 
Six yeah. for one twenty is great, but the point is that like those extra three points that he gives you in PPR because like all oh, of his yeah. catches are like for like ten like averaging ten yards. So like you know it's good like you know in PPR it's preferred. Um, but he's averaging ten targets a game over the last five weeks. So yeah. you know this dude is a you know high end to mid wide receiver one every single uh, like <laughs> he's a mid wide receiver. He, it sounds so a, weird, but yeah. he's a high end to uh to uh mid wide receiver one. Uh, instead of calling the mid, we'll call him solid. Solid, solid wide receiver, receiver one. one. Solid, yeah, yeah. Solid, I, solid. I think that's good. <laughs> there you go. And look at his schedule coming up too. He's got Jacksonville next week and then Minnesota the week after. Like oh Minnesota. You, you could be oh. eating good. You know what I'm saying? Minnesota. <laughs> Rubbing your hands together. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota is a great defense to have your players go. Dude, Minnesota is Swiss cheese, man. Mac Jones almost threw for 400 yards against them. And he almost got that third <laughs> touchdown in the have Overturned that Hunter Henry call. Absolutely ridiculous, man. I don't understand that one at for all. Me, for me, that's a touchdown. You know, you saw the way he had the ball. His hands hit the ground and he didn't lose, you know, possession. Maybe no. it popped out afterwards, but isn't it and once you the, have control and you're the, over the plane? Like and he had his hand under the ball too. It's yeah. just like so that's what, what I'm saying. What so he supposed like, to do? If you have control of the ball and it's over the plane, all you have to do is a ball carrier is break the plane. We've seen that many times where guys just jump. Travis over Kelsey pile. just yeah, just, just took the ball out. That right. was even worse. The Travis Kelsey one because the ball flew out of his hands when he yeah. hit the hit the turf. Right. Uh, yeah. That, I don't. That was a game changing call too because that would have put them up 30-23, Presumably, yeah. if Nick Folk makes the extra point, that would have changed the game. And I. I'm not saying I didn't. I wouldn't. I would expect the Patriots to win. Then you know the Vikings were doing what they wanted on offense too, but um, that that was a big call, and I was upset because you know Hunter Hunter Henry. Nobody had him in the starting lineup. It's not like anybody had him in the starting lineup, but you know he deserved that touchdown. And Mac Jones, he was playing really well too. So yeah. I, I don't know what that call was about. I had a whole discussion, discussion I, with my buddies in a group chat. It, it was just I, I started it. Mac Jones in our league yesterday, and that's right. Know, yeah. I'll, yeah. I was hoping for that. I mean, he had a really good game, but, you know, even without that third touchdown. But if he had that third touchdown, he would have had close to a 30-point game and four-point passing touchdown scoring. I would have been like, right. oh, my goodness, this is amazing. Matt um, Jones was doing his best Jimmy G impression. <laughs> Dude, it's <was> so <laughs> funny. I'm going to bench him next week, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you called it. You said the matchup was what you wanted, and you were right. So, you know, give yourself a little pat on the back there. defense, man. Like, you can literally start anybody against them. Like, it really yeah. doesn't matter. Just start anybody. Um <laughs> Okay, let's see. Let's see. DeAndre Swift, man, still not getting the work we'd like to see. He he saw a small uptick in work, you know, mm-hmm. that's good, but like it's still not quite there yet. Five carries for 19 yards, four catches for 24 yards. Um, you know, I think he had like eight targets in this game, which is yeah, legit. Um, 34% snap share though. Like I I would not depend on Swift if I'm trying to win a championship or make the playoffs. He did get a touchdown nullified in this game where his knee was down. Um, that, that's how Amara St. Brown caught the touchdown on fourth down. Yeah. Um, uh, it was on that same drive. Um, but you know, can he be a piece of a championship run? Maybe, you know, but that playing time needs to go up big time right now. You know, the, yeah. the good thing is that he outtouched Justin Jackson 12 to six and, mm. you know, but we still need Justin Jackson to just go away. Yeah. He, he needs to go away. But the thing about DeAndre Swift, you know, he had that two point conversion at kind of salvage his day, 10 points. You'll take it for what you've been getting from DeAndre Swift because he hasn't been doing much for you at all. So 10 points, if you've been starting him and you need to start him like me, you'll take yeah, 10, 10 points. 10 points without a touchdown, right? Yeah. That's 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 not terrible. That Yeah, that's okay. So obviously we'd, like, we'd love to see him get more carries on the ground, um, but that seems to be Jamal Williams, you know, backfield at this point in terms of getting the carries. The thing that was encouraging to me that I think could help buoy his value is he was on the field for two-minute snaps. Pretty much yeah. exclusively. If you watch at the end of the game and heading into halftime, he got 
all the snaps, it looked like. And he was getting a bunch of targets, too. Now, he only caught four of eight. If he caught a couple more targets, it would have been a much better day. But um, And he had that touchdown nullified, so that, that was just too bad. I was sitting there eating my my first course while DeAndre Swift scored that. I was like, yes! And then they called it back. Uh, it was it wasn't uh it, it wasn't the best time right there, but it, it was all right. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I don't want to eat anymore. But the thing about DeAndre Swift, now he got the receiving work, which is encouraging. If he can keep that up, uh, I think that you know he could return to fantasy relevance. At this point, yeah. he's a I, I I'd say with the receiving work right now was a high. What we saw yesterday was a high end RB three performance. That's just me. Yeah, that's kind of how I see it too. Um, and and I'm okay starting him as like a low end RB two. Yeah. Uh, you know just because like he has upside right like moving forward now i'm not i'm not giving up on swift if i have him because i'm not sure like if your trade deadline hasn't passed yet and you're thinking about trading him the only thing about trading him is that i'm not sure what you'll be able to get for him right now and i feel like you'll be selling for pennies on the dollar you know and i just if you can if you can i just rather hold in cases like a big boost in playing time Right at some point, like he has ten days off now until his next game. Yeah, a lot unless he was offering. What was that? A lot could change. It's oh a yeah, mini buy. No, for, yeah, it's a mini buy. Yeah, and and unless someone is offering me, uh, you know, a clear upgrade for my team, where I'm just like, all right, well, this is going to help me right now, you know, or you know, you you need to make that playoffs in the next two weeks. Like I can see moving him, you know, if you still haven't passed the trade deadline. But yeah, you know, I, I'm if I. I I prefer not to because he could be like a league winning type of player. It's just so it's a very tough situation and mm-hmm. people are trying to figure that out. Now, I just, I just, I would say don't trade him for pennies on the dollar. Um, just if, if that's the case, those are the type of offers you're getting. I would just hold, you know, and hopefully his snaps go up big time next week. Yeah. There's no cutting your losses with DeAndre Swift anymore. The losses are way too high. You know, it's just going to be stick with him and see what he can do. Cause we know what he can do. We saw it at the beginning of the season. They've just completely shifted away from him in the ground game. Which I guess makes sense because Jamal Williams, you know, he's not a bad running back. I still think DeAndre Swift is more talented, but yeah. you know, they like Jamal Williams, obviously. There, he's like, you know, one of the heart and soul players of that team, and they're going to keep using him, and that's okay. I just wish that it was less of a eighty twenty or ninety ten on the ground. You know what I'm saying? I wish it was more like a seventy thirty or sixty five thirty five, something like that. It's interesting though because they're giving him the rushing a lot of the rushing work like in the red zone like when they yeah. get in the ten yard line like near the ten yard line they're they're giving the carries to Swift and he scored I think it would have been three straight games with a rushing touchdown mm-hmm. I think it was um, but yeah it wasn't <laughs> by the way Naheem Hines four snaps in this Woo! game don't know what that's about <laughs> you still have him drop him. It was all Devin Singletary in the Bills' backfield, 78% of snaps. Uh, James Cook, you know, apparently did not get a big increase this week. No. So, uh, take that for what it is. Very confusing. (laughs) Let's look at this Giants-Cowboys game real quick. You know, Saquon, he's in a slump right now. You know, Mm -hmm. since that 35-carry game against the Texans. uh, You know, why is Zeke going 16 for 92? (laughs) <laughs> a touchdown, but Barkley is going 11 for 39. Um, it, the, the entire Giants offense is centered around Saquon, right? Yeah. And it's catching up to them right now. It's going to be, it's one of those situations where like, okay, if we stop Saquon, most likely we're going to win this game, right? Yeah. That's really what it comes down to, right? They don't have what the wide receivers to take take over a game. They don't have a quarterback to take over the game. You know, it's one of those situations where there's just stop Saquon. And unfortunately, you know, you might have these type of games with going forward for Saquon. You know, some teams are going to be stacking the box and they're just going to be forcing you to throw it, which is what the Cowboys did in this game. 
And, you know, it kind of sucks. You just wish that Saquon is a lot more involved with the passing game and they can get more creative with him. But that's not really happening. Yeah. Well, Saquon, you know, he had a respectable performance. I mean, 15 points isn't that bad. But when you're the only player on offense, you kind of expect that to be a higher output. Um, You have to consider that going into this game, the Giants, I think they were missing. They were saying they were going to be missing four of their starting offensive linemen. And then they ended up only missing three. But they were really banged up on the offensive line. They had nobody at receiver. Um, And Daniel Jones, you know, he's Daniel Jones. You know how I feel about him. So. Saquon Barkley, you know, I think he did good for what he was asked to do. I mean, they didn't give him nearly enough touches, I don't think. They only ran him 11 times. And six targets, you know, that's good for any other running back. But when Saquon when Saquon Barkley on a Giants offense, you know, you need to get him more involved. Um, yeah. I don't know what happened with Zeke getting 16 carries and going for 92 yards and just turn back the <laughs> clock. That red kettle, you know, at the, at the end zone. Well, it, it him... was that big. It was that one big play that he had, right? Like where, yeah. where Dak, Dak was going for a, a keeper. Mm-hmm. But then he pitched it to Zeke, and Zeke had an open lane. Like yeah. the the defense did not expect them to, him to pitch it out to Zeke, and right. Zeke got the pitch on the right right hash, and he took it for I don't know, I think it was like a thirty yard gain or something like that. Something so like that. Yeah. yeah, um, so that's really what did it for him. But you know, it's one of those situations where Zeke is going to be turning into Jamal Williams, right? Yeah. Like it's very possible that happens the rest of the season because he's getting like the the dirty yards like on the ground. And then, you know, when it comes to the goal line, he's going to get the first crack at it. And the Cowboys offense is rolling right now. They're scoring points. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be near the goal line a lot, you know. Yeah. So, the you know, Cowboys... he's a little bit, he's a little boom bust. But at the end of the day, you know, he he could get it done for you. Yeah. Zeke, I think he has. And this is funny because this is what we were saying coming in, in the season. But Zeke, he has the floor that you want as an RB2. Tony Pollard is an upside RB2. Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard can obviously do much better than Zeke with the ball in his hands, but you know he has to get those types of touches. He had 18 carries compared to two targets and receptions yesterday, which I think you need to use Tony Pollard more in the passing game. Um, obviously, Tony Pollard can run the ball, but Zeke was running good. It's just going to be a hot hand in this backfield, I think. So you also have to remember that these outputs are a little bit low because Dallas was in a big slump You know, going in a, into the second half. They had seven points heading into the second half. Um, it was a really bad day for them in the first half. But the second half, they got it together. Um, it, it, it's cd lamb look good you know it, it's it's just they can use so many different players they're gonna be just like you said about Dak prescott he distributes the ball and the kellen moore is a very creative uh play callers they're never gonna dial in on one player um so the upsides are kind of limited in that sense but they're all gonna be solid fantasy contributors as you go elliot though i wouldn't expect this on a weekly basis i think no, it might go back to tony pollard next week uh we'll, well see how that goes they did have tony pollard this week you know 20 touches for pollard like give me that Every yeah. week. It's just a low performance. Like, if you tell me you're giving Pollard 20 touches, like, I expect them to go off most weeks, right? Yeah. He just didn't in this one. Um, But the usage for Pollard over the last two games with Zeke in the lineup, it makes me very happy for Pollard mm-hmm. moving forward. Right. And it's funny because <laughs> Dallas offsets that increase in touches for Tony Pollard with goal line carries for Ezekiel Elliott, where both of these guys are going to be, you know, relevant. Because yeah. Zeke, he's good for a goal line touchdown every week. It seems <laughs> Pretty like. much. So you know, and I, I would consider Zeke maybe like a borderline RB two most yeah. weeks without buys, and I, I don't expect this type of efficiency for him. Right? He's he, like he averaged more than six yards a carry, yep. no, almost six yards a carry in this game. Um, just, but that but that touchdown upside is going to be there. Like he can be like a poor man's Jamal Williams moving forward. Yeah, just look at the past four weeks. He has six touchdowns scored, and he's averaged fourteen carries a game. So it's like fourteen carries about 50, 60 yards and a touchdown. That's what yeah. he's good for, and we keep seeing that. He's his average in fantasy points is right around that 16-point mark, which is 
actually pretty solid, especially considering um, Tony Pollard being in that backfield and the games that Tony Pollard has had. You know, he's had nice days, even with Tony Pollard popping off. So, yeah, the Cowboys offense is very good. That's why Zeke is relevant at this point. But if it's going to continue yeah. to be that way, you know, you, you he might be startable. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move to this Vi- Vikings-Patriots game. Um, Vikings got the win here. Uh, Mac Jones, obviously, we talked about him, almost 400 yards passing. Um, Ramondre, and we talked about the Hunter Henry, ridiculous overturned touchdown. But Ramondre split carries with Damian Harris 7-5, to five, uh, but he caught 9 of 10 targets for 76 yards. Yep. Dude's awesome Eckler out here, all right? <laughs> um, every week getting it done in PPR. Uh, but Damian Harris did get hurt. Uh, I think it was his quad. Uh, so keep it. Do you know where the quad is, Zach? Yes, I know where the quad is. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, about, it, it, it's an inside joke, guys. If you don't get it, you don't get it. Okay. Yeah. Um, Damian Harris, uh, you know, he left the game. So keep an eye on that. If he misses time, Ramondre, man, big time upgrade moving forward. You know, yeah. all the ca- he's going to get 90% of snaps if Damian Harris is out. So he's going to win people championships pretty much this year. Yeah. Um, you watch so Ramondre Stevenson. The carries and yardage, you know, the yards per carry wasn't fantastic. But when he catches the ball out of the backfield, you know, he's going crazy. Oh, yeah. He, he can really catch a run. You know, he, he's just super athletic. He looks really good. Um, We see – I kind of see now why, you know, Bill Belichick is okay with making him the RB1 after all those seasons of not having an RB1, a clear cut. Uh, he looks really good. And it helps that Mac Jones is Mac Jones. You know, he's happy to check it down. Mac Jones in the pocket, if you watch him, he looked good last night. But if you watch him in the pocket, he he's pretty he's pretty cautious about taking any type of hit. So if right. the blitz comes close, he's going down, and that kind of cost them on that hat for the last drive of the half, where not only did Hunter Henry two plays earlier go out of not go out of bounds for some reason on that one thirty yard catch and run, but then instead of sailing out of the back of the end zone and you know saving a timeout, Mac Jones just slid down in the pocket because the blitz was there. So right. that was a little bit you know, questionable. Obviously, you know, he's still a young quarterback. I might have done the same thing. We'll see. But we have that. I brought that discussion up every week about what I might have done. You know, I'm making fun of him for doing this. But Mac Jones, as long as he's checking it down, Ramondre Stevenson, that seems to be one of his first reads whenever the pressure's there. Um, that's going to be huge. We saw it last night with 10 targets to Ramondre. No, it, it was a dumb play to not throw that ball away. Just throw yeah. it away. Because you were only at the 10-yard line. Uh, you just yeah. have to chuck it. Just get it out of the back of the end zone. That's all you got to do. Exactly. Um. Someone who couldn't get it done was Dalvin Cook. 22 carries, which is awesome, but only yep. ran for 42 yards, <laughs> which is unbelievable. <laughs> like, to limit Cook to that, like, it seems like the Patriots are like, all right, let's limit Dalvin Cook. But was that really the good, like, the game plan that they wanted to go with? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, they want to limit him, but, you know, the Vikings could obviously air it out, and they did. Right? Jefferson still went ham, nine for 139 in a touchdown. Thielen went off, nine for 61 in a touchdown. Hawkinson caught a touchdown, too. So, you know, the Vikings can kill you in a lot of different ways. This offense is very dynamic, and the Patriots just couldn't get it done. And this is a good performance by the Vikings, you know, against a good Patriots defense. Yeah, and primetime Kirk did not come out to haunt anybody. No. You know, it's weird. He actually looked good. So that's kind of been like the Amari Cooper curse, the home away with Kirk Cousins, you know, primetime or not. But the Vikings offense, they turned around and really just worked this week compared to, you know, obviously last week against Dallas where they did nothing. It makes me confused as to how Dallas did that. I don't know where that came from, but it looks like that's just a blip on the radar. Vikings offense is good. Justin Jefferson's ridiculous. Adam Thielen, you know, he looked good. I'm not expecting a touchdown from him or 10 targets every week, but, you know, he was able to get it done for you that way. I'm still okay with Dalvin Cook. It was a really inefficient performance. He got 22 carries, and he had four catches, too, that only went for 14 yards. I expect that to go 
way up the production. You know, like you said about Tony Pollard, if you gave him 20 care, 20 touches, you know, you'd expect him to go off. If you give Dalvin Cook 26, 27 opportunities, like no way am I expecting him to have 56 scrimmage yards and that's it. Not even a touchdown. Right. So if that usage continues, I'm not worried about him at all. Uh, he's had a few good weeks before this. So don't panic on Dalvin Cook. It's not like you're going to sell him. Some people's trade deadlines have already passed. But don't think about not starting him because this Viking Vikings offense is very good. And with the defense that they're fielding, they're going to be a lot of high-scoring games, which only exactly. means more possessions, more touches, more opportunities for every player, not just Dalvin Cook, but everybody on the offense. And we saw That's that last want. night. Hey, hell yeah. Um, Jacoby Myers, he picked up a shoulder injury on his first catch, yep. uh, which was an awesome catch. But is he seemed to be limited all game. You know, limited his playing time to the rest of the game. So, you know, he would have had a big game, I feel like, if that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. Because it was a great matchup, too. Uh, but monitor that shoulder injury going into next week. Um, you know, at least he has 10 days of rest. Hopefully, he'll be fine. Um, all right. I think that's it from the games yesterday. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 